0: And it's time for the Game Sports Show. It is your host, David McCaig, Jr. This is Top Shelf Season 2, Episode 12. And I am joined by the one and only Alex Parr. Parr, my friend. Great
1: talking to you. How's it going? It's been so long since I've been here, man. The schedules just haven't lined up. It's honestly felt like ages. I got to get the cobwebs off of my opinions here.
0: You know what? Honestly, we weren't going to say this, but I am going to say it. So fuck it. (laughs) A-pizzle. (laughs) okay no don't sue me like that don't (laughs) sue me like that i'm just gonna say what that is i I felt this was very ironic uh ironic because when alex logged into the show uh, we we like to spark things up before we talk sometimes we make nicknames on our zooms or on our things and that was down on my side for alex parr and if anyone wants to know what a pizzle is. Okay. Well, let me give you the definition on Google. It's a middle English word for penis. Okay. And what makes us very funny is why I thought it was more so funny. Some people may not find it funny, but, uh, I do have a dog much like a lot of people. Uh, my beloved four-legged creature named blaze, who's the mascot of the game Spore show and T in my own opinion, maybe not everyone will agree. Cause everyone's got their own animals. I'm sure they'd like to put on the mantle instead, but it's the penis of an animal, okay, and a whip made of a bull's pizzle. So my dog, Blaze, is a big fan of the pizzle treat, okay? It's called a bull's stick. You can get it at pet value. Local people get it. It's dried up. It's it's weird, but it's basically a bull's penis, okay, if anyone wants to know. So when Parr had that down as a nickname we're going back and forth, I had to bring it up absolutely hilarious and i highly recommend you buy one of those for your dog it takes them like 45 minutes to eat this penis and that's what it's okay that's what it's called it takes 45 minutes to eat it <laughs> okay so when, <laughs> so when you're gone out for, for a while what? they're what? eating this, they're eating this bull's pizzle of a treat and they're literally just taking all the time they get so exhausted they fall asleep and then they sleep basically when you're gone so it's a it's perfect so magical weird. treat for all
1: i did not think that this Would be the way the show went when I just whimsically put a pizzle as my nickname, but you know what? Everybody's learned something today, so I guess that's good. I'm glad there's a positive that came from it.
0: The game sports show is much acting like TGEM right now, where TGEM we have mental health and education category on that platform. You know, maybe the game sports show is giving a little uh, education on itself. And speaking of which, the game sports show is powered by. TJM the game entertainment media, check out the YouTube channel. It's fresh. It's new categorized podcast, sports, mental health. We got options for you. Okay. We even got the TGM local on there, which is through the Nordic Institute. David Thompson does a great job with the podcast there. So make sure you check out the TGM network, YouTube channel, give it a subscribe so you get notified. And also the game sports show. Don't hesitate to give us a like, follow, uh, subscribe and all the platforms that we're on our website. We're on all, uh, all podcast platforms. You cannot miss us now the question though i'm getting par is the t instagram page where did that go well firstly okay before we jump into top shelf because this is what you're tuning into but guess what you're getting a unique introduction here today so the game sports show instagram page is active the facebook page is active the t facebook page is active the only thing that's not active is the t instagram page and speaking of that as everyone knows on the show and listeners that follow religiously know that I had challenges myself with my personal Instagram page. And it's been deactivated since September. And I haven't had it since. It's now May 2022. September 2021 has been quite a while ago. Okay. I think that's about nine months or so ago that I've had Instagram. But when I launched the t Instagram page uh, with all of us is... Well, it's now been uh, temporarily deactivated and I do not know why. So I am in the middle of working with our website guy actually to try to get that resolved. Uh, but it seems like there has to be a new page made. So anyone looking for the T Instagram page, that was fresh new and was gaining traction with followers, fucking Instagram, we'll have to, we'll have to get a new one and we will update everyone when that's up. Okay. But on all the platforms of T the game sports show hit like, follow, and subscribe. A lot of great content on both sides and the game sports show. We have so many shows this week. The 1400 editions up as weekly. We had a recent in the pocket edition. We got Top Shelf here. We got Strike Zone this week. We got an upcoming special edition upload. Lots of good things coming. And we have a busy summer with a lot of recordings as well. And a big weekend coming up as well. the Michael Doan charity golf tournament is on Saturday. It's where I usually get out my one round of golf for the summer. And I hit 320 yard, one bomb on the one way, one of my 18 holes. And then I'm conceited about it for the rest of the year. Uh, and I absolutely butcher the, uh, the team in terms of score. So we really rely on Dustin Grondon to take us to the, to the, well, the higher up of the standings this year's team for the T gem and root river. Uh, the, wow. I almost said root river Rangers. That is a hockey team locally, but root river golf course and T gem are combined into a four person team. Of yours truly, Dustin Grondon, Brad Jacobs, and Mitch Dionysi. What a stellar lineup for three out of the four golfers. Anyways, and I'll let you guess which three out of the four. Uh, yeah,
1: does it does it count if it's 320 yards directly to the right? Or are we <laughs> it <laughs> it's, if you know it what part a pizzle it does. <laughs> okay. Okay. All, right. All, <laughs> All right. right. I just wanted to see. I just wanted to see because normally that's not how you count it. But hey, man, whatever helps you sleep at night. Whatever gets you going, oh, I can hit the longest drive ever par
0: and then never show up on the golf course ever to prove it. I had a friend, it was Mitch, It's said, Dave, that was 322 yards. And he gave me that look where you're in a car seat and you lean, you lean forward and you look to the left and you give a surprise look. I'm trying to describe it on radio as best I can. Okay, yeah, How that, many years ago
1: was that? That was two
0: years ago. Uh, last year, my longest was a mere 155 into the bush. Um, so, you know... <laughs> <laughs> you know, I know we're talking hockey in the show, but we're taking a different approach to this one. All the other shows, we dive right into it, or sometimes we don't. That's what makes yeah. the game sports show unique. Yeah, but everybody to gets to
1: hear about how Dave hit a one bomb in the 1800s, <laughs> and he'll never let it go.
0: And Bull's penis.
1: <laughs> and, and, and Bull Pizzle, if you oh, will.
0: Oh, my God. Okay, top shelf. We're going to get into the direction here. Let's get through the agenda. Very simple. Round three is starting tonight. The conference finals, Edmonton, Colorado. And then you got Tampa, New York on the other side. So Par and I are going to talk about round three preview. We're going to dive into a little bit of the round two. We're not going to get into too much of that. Just a little reaction about it, maybe some thoughts. And then we're going to get some news and notes overall. And that's going to include Sioux free agents. Oh, what is Sioux free agents? Well, as everyone knows, the Game Sports Show is located in Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario. And the TGEM home base is in... Sioux um, Ontario as well. So for those listeners, and we know we have a, a good wide range of listeners in Michigan, throughout Ontario, different corners of the globe, uh, you may wonder, why would I stay to listen to well, Sioux St. Marie stuff? Well, this is going to be interesting. Uh, it's the Sault Ste. Marie free agents in the National Hockey League. Colin Miller, Paul Maurice, that's going to be me and Alex Parr that are going to be talking about that, of course. And if we have any other news and thoughts going in towards the offseason, maybe Jack Campbell, Jason Spencer, we'll get into it. Um, in particular, if you want to comment below on something you want here to talk about on the next show, please let us know. Now, Parr, let's talk about round three. Where do you want to go? Do you want to go Rangers, Tampa, or do you want to go Colorado, Edmonton? I'll let you choose. Uh, I'd like to go.
1: Let's do the Eastern Conference first. Yeah. Oh, great! This might be the one where I'm more upset than. The, no, I'm just kidding. If everyone listens, let's, let's, to let's it, rip the bandaid off. Let's rip let's, the bandaid off.
0: So, if anyone listened to any T um, any TGM or Game Sports Show editions of Top Shelf recently, I actually had a very surprising reaction uh, about the uh, about the Toronto Maple Leafs, where <laughs> I said. Of course, that I wasn't upset. I didn't vent. I didn't pull off uh, a friend of the show, Steve Dangle, someone I'm gonna be in touch with who who had you know who maybe people thought was gonna react differently too. But I think all Leaf fans were neutral in a different way. It was it was a bit easier to take than it has been in previous years. But then I'm sitting here saying I kind of wish I would rewind back to that edition and say that I'm we're always just accepting. We're always just taking the beating and taking the loss in the first round. Can't take that next step. And then the teams that beat us, Montreal cup finals, Tampa Bay, probably going to walk to the cup finals. And I get to my prediction momentarily when we talk about Tampa and the Rangers, but right now, the reason why I bring up the Leafs about rip and par says rip off the bandaid is because yes, Tampa Bay has moved on to the conference finals in pretty convincing fashion after a seven game grueling series against Toronto. And let's just say a fucking cakewalk on Florida. Sorry. I know Vasiliski had to do some extra work in game four, but other than that walked over Florida, like they were nothing, they literally zapped the Panthers pun intended. And then they moved to the third round. Now where they're playing the Rangers where the Rangers have had a pretty rough go. You know, they had the battle back against Pittsburgh. They had a tough battle against Carolina, where let me be honest, I think if Freddie Anderson was in it for Carolina, no offense to Aranta and their backup, I don't really think the Rangers would have won that series. I think they're missing Freddie big time. But nonetheless, Rangers are there. Tampa Bay's there. Mm-hmm. And, part, I'll let you discuss first because I've already opened it up and transitioned how these two teams got there, how Tampa had a harder first round, question mark, maybe not. Because they did play seven games Rangers as well, but they ha- I can guarantee you Tampa Bay had an easier uh, second round for sure going up to this series. The Rangers
1: have played this playoffs. 18% of their games have been against starting goalies, 68% have been against backups, and the remaining percentage has been against third stringers. Yeah, no kidding. It's been a cakewalk. And I mean, you, you touched on Freddie Anderson not being there for the playoffs. Hm. <laughs> I haven't heard that one before. That's, that's a new narrative. I've never heard, heard that story before. before the guy,
0: I don't care if Carolina got out of the first round. Freddie still didn't get out of the first round. He's never played beyond the first round. Still, okay. Actually, Did he played all. I mean, this it was the Ducks. Playoffs? The Ducks he might have. Yeah, might. But I mean, with the Leafs, he didn't get past the first round, and he didn't play at all. At all, no. Ha, has he? He hasn't
1: played at all this year. No, he hasn't
0: played since. The, yeah, he hasn't played since the last two mm. weeks of the season, and he played none of the playoff games.
1: Hmm. Well, well, wow. wonder what the odds were on that being injured <laughs> for the playoffs or just being non-existent in the playoffs. The hmm. Leaf fans that say the Leaf should have kept Freddie. Hmm. Oh, well, they're not gonna have a goalie this year. Anyway, but yeah, <laughs> like I say, the Rangers haven't played really much of a goaltender that's up to this late in the playoffs. And they're uh they're gonna meet a pretty good goaltender, one that kind of makes the playoffs look easy. Like I think there's two guys in the NHL that make the NHL looked like a league below them. Connor McDavid and Andre Vasilevsky. Both of those guys just, if there was another league above the NHL, they would still probably be the stars of those leagues. So I think the Rangers are going to have a really difficult time adjusting to just how good they are. And I mean, Tampa's depth has won them two Stanley Cups
0: back-to-back years. I don't think the Rangers have the same depth. That's two Cups. That still means something.
1: Well, I, yeah, it's a, everybody was, if the Leafs would have won the cup, no, none of us would have sitting here with, oh, but it was a COVID cup. It doesn't really count. No, we would have been shoving it in everybody's face, letting them know it counts. It absolutely counts. Um, so yeah, I just, no, if they can walk over the best team in the league, they're going to walk over a middle of the pack playoff team. No doubt in my mind. Tampa in, Tampa in five.
0: Oh, see you and I are on the same wavelength. I'll start with that. Tampa Bay in five. Absolutely. And that's what I said on the 1400 edition today that you can check out. Scott does such a great job with that. And can you believe we've been doing the show since 2015? My God. Uh, But (laughs) (laughs) last time you hit a good drive. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, we're consistent and we get out of the first round. I don't know why that relates, but I just felt like saying it. Uh, You have Tampa Bay winning five. And yes, you went to Andre Vasilevsky. But can I ask you, Par, why do you think... (laughs) I get annoyed with Andre Vaskaleski. Why do you think? Because I get he on? just beat your team in the playoffs. Sure, that's one. But his fucking goalie equipment, man. The guy is it. literally Godzilla or King yeah, Kong. He's a big boy. He's a big boy. <laughs> really, his gear is massive. And when he's in net, I want the camera to zoom back in on him. He has a weird haircut, by the way. But that's I don't know why I'm bringing up his hair. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. Andre get a better hairline. He's the bald guy on the show. <laughs> he's gonna be bald in a couple years, guaranteed. But he. He, his eyes, his focus, man. Like there's, call me, call me crazy, but the focus that okay, I you're see, crazy, the focus that I see with him reminds me a lot of a Patrick Waugh. Let me explain why. When you look back at Patrick Waugh videos, he used to have a twitch in that. He used to move his head a lot. He used to move his head a lot, but his eyes were always just bulged open. It was like it was like a, a focused twitch. It was something that got him and kept him in the zone. Yes, he made some stupid plays. We lifted the puck up in the air thinking he caught it in his club, but got scored on. Like, but so Vasilevsky doesn't do that. Vasilevsky actually comes out of the net and misses the puck sometimes, like Marty Broder used to do a couple of times. But nonetheless, Andre Vasilevsky, I'm not comparing him to Patrick Wah, but that that focus, he is in the zone, he has that championship caliber. Focus, And I read a story today that the Ottawa Senators skipped on drafting him. And I don't recall if it was trading up, moving around, or missed him in the draft. There's a lot of teams that missed on Andre Vasilevsky. There's 18 other teams that missed on him. But what I read interesting on this article was that they mentioned that Ottawa liked his focus. And that's why what I noticed that and see that, I feel like, yeah, maybe I I should be a scout. But besides that, the focus that he has in net... He's in position. He can win you a game and par what goalie in the league right now. It's not like it used to be in the thousands. Okay. Carrie price and Vasilevsky. Those are probably two goalies. And I'm going to mention this question, but maybe not Carrie price 2022, but you had Broder Balfour. You had Curtis Joseph when he was at the lease. Anyways, uh, Patrick Watt, Dominic Hasek, you had goalies for days that were number one goaltenders. Where is that now? Like can you name more teams that have more of a carousel of goaltenders or an equal tandem, or can you um, name more number one goalies? Cause really who outside of Vasilevsky and maybe Carey price conceal you a game. I know people will mention John Gibson. Uh, mm. I know right now, if you're an I, older fan, you probably say Mike Smith, but let's be real.
1: I think the only goalie that can do it right now is going to be the guy looking at him from the other end of the X in this series.
0: There we go. Thank you for bringing. I was hoping you were going to say Mr. Igor from Winnie the Pooh.
1: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that guy, e- it's Eeyore. Well, oh, that's Eeyore. The yeah,
0: there's the air. There's the blue it. Everyone can yeah. I don't know why you said Eeyore. Whatever. He's, his Igor. name is, not, is Igor. Okay. His name is Igor from Winnie the Pooh, not Eeyore. Yeah, well,
1: after this <laughs> series, he's going to do a good impression of Eeyore because he's got no chance in this one. <laughs>
0: I just can't believe I called Igor Eeyore. I feel like yeah, well. chirping itself. But you know what? That's I mean that's, that's fun.
1: <laughs> that's probably way further from the worst mistake you made on this show.
0: Oh hundred percent. And I had mm-hmm. a lot of emphasis on the ha huh, on that because a hundred percent I've blown some, I one time and people can check out this Luke Gazdick interview. Who's a good friend of mine. Now I texted him today, actually. And we're talking about stuff on Tgem Great guy. And I was talking to him at Zach, Stag Stag, and he still roasts me about calling the San Diego gulls, the gills. Okay. That was on a, the gills. The gills. I called. What? I called them the gills. I got roasted, and I kept that. Check out that interview. It's it's hilarious. So they're not even like
1: a type of fish. You're literally just
0: specific. That'd be like saying the San Diego lungs at that point. <laughs> Very <laughs> passive fan base too. They. Luke was telling me I'd probably get her. I'd probably get my house burned down if people heard that. So I, I'll hopefully no one from San Diego remembers that interview. Uh, but anyways, uh, they the Igor Shostakhin uh, this year has been great. he has been a one year guy. So you have Shostakhin, you have Vasilevsky price when he's healthy and all the, like, honestly, I don't think price will be bad, but we're talking about the Rangers and, and lightning. Uh, there's not many, those goalies going to play the 60 plus games other than these guys. Right. I thought John Gibson would be that guy, but maybe he's not on the docks. If he was on another team, perhaps, uh, but, Again, Vasilevsky is the best goal in the league for real. And right now he has that. He's won two cups. The Rangers are in tough. He can steal a game. The Rangers, though, are a good team. They're tenacious. The the Lightning, though, they got that championship pedigree, man. They got – I just look at them, and I don't see the Rangers winning more than one game. I, I was wrong on each of my rounds on one round at least. Okay. And I was completely wrong about the Oilers that losing or beating the flames. I thought it was going to be the other way around that series, but it went the other, it went the current way it did. And obviously I predicted Toronto over Tampa and I even predicted Carolina to walk over the Rangers and they didn't, but will Vasilevsky outplay Sesterkin. Sisterkin's going to have to step up to Vasilevsky's level. And that's where it's, I don't think it's going to be high scoring games, but the Tampa Bay lightning, when it comes to the nitty gritty of it, get into those dirty areas, And maybe if a couple calls go their way as well, I think the Tampa Bay walks in five in this series. So I think par and I hit the nail on the head there. I'd like to know everyone's thoughts below Just comment, like give us the finger if you want, whatever you want to do.
1: They can probably do it in four, but we're just being nice and saying it won't be a sweep.
0: Sorry, Rangers fans. Like, good progression. Like, a couple years. You had the first overall pick a few years ago, win the lottery. Yes, you moved up a good chunk. But you have a young team. There's a lot of things to look forward to with the Rangers. Just Durkin. The value that you're going to get for Gorgiev this year, you can get ransom for him, like a first-round pick. Like, you should be picking on the Oilers, and maybe even the Leafs. You should be picking on a team that's going to need a goaltender. So the Rangers have a bright future if this just isn't their time yet. Just going to flat out say it's still Tampa Bay's time. Colorado, Edmonton. We're recording right now May the 31st, 7 o'clock. just after seven and this is we're gonna try to keep this at a half hour i have a feeling like a couple minutes over but we have colorado and edmonton edmonton is in territory that i didn't predict i don't think you fucking predicted it um and colorado is in in a predicament that we did uh, believe was going to happen though
1: well i mean colorado's they just traded for everybody and i mean if there was a name that was like, oh, yeah, this guy could get traded, gone to Colorado in an absolute fleecing every time.
0: be um, being Steve Eiserman, man.
1: Yeah, like I was talking to Dane last night. I was talking, I was like, man, like, I'm cheering for him, but I really don't think Edmonton's going to win this one. I, Connor McDavid and Leon Drysaddle are doing, like, like, I don't know. Everybody's been saying it. There's nothing that I can say that would put any more emphasis on what they're doing. It's magic. It's crazy. It is some of the best hockey this generation has ever seen. So you better watch it if you haven't caught it already, but I just don't think that Edmonton will be able to keep up with lines two, three, and four, or D pairings two and three either. Um, and the goaltending too. I mean, like, come, like, okay, Mike Smith, when, when are you pulling off the mask and going back to playing like you're trash again? Like how long can he stretch this out for?
0: Honestly, I don't Mike Smith. Okay. Respect for Mike Smith. Guy's a veteran. But when I see him in that, I think of Steve Dangle in a way, not because of Steve Dangle, just when he says, get a map when he yelled at Peter Morazic. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think the same for Mike Smith. Okay. The guy comes out and plays the puck, does it very well. Okay, but when he's in the crease, it's like, where the fuck? Oh, how did you make that safe? It's like, what do you do? Oh, it's one of those reactions that you give Mike mm-hmm. in this playoffs, where in the season, you're like, what the fuck, Smith? That's what every other fan was calling for every head on that team. And all of a sudden, they squeak in the playoffs. Okay, they get in the playoffs. They have a tough grind against an LA team. That's why I thought the Calgary Flames are just going to trample them. But it's like Paul Bisonette said, why is Calgary playing pond hockey with the best pond hockey team in the league? If you're, going no to running, if you're going to go run and gun with Connor McDavid, not David McCaig, not Alex Parr in child 22. We're talking about Connor McFucking David. This guy is putting Gretzky type numbers up right now in the modern age. the guy has played, I believe 12, 13 games. I don't have a number in front of me. I think it was 12 and he has 26 points or something rather close. To those lines. I'm sorry. I don't have an exact sap, but you can tell him. truthfully speaking out of memory here. The guy has put up godly numbers. He's those numbers that you do on franchise mode when you know you simulate your team and they're 500 and you know you got to try to get in the playoffs because you've done what you can to trade for McDavid and you put it on easy mode and you give McDavid 15 points. That's the type of game that Connor McDavid's playing right now he's on a whole different level. Will, I'm going to break down the advantages. Goaltending, Colorado. Defense, Colorado. Offense, Colorado. Even with, McDavid, yeah. even with McDavid, and and this is how I broke it down the last series, right or wrong on a few of the last series, as I predicted, Colorado is all around better in every area. But what is going to stop McDavid? Let me remind listeners here about something that I talked about four years ago. Par, you may remember, maybe not. Nazem Kadri, okay? Justin Hall had a thing last year, and I dislike saying his name because he's he's a Leaf that I picked on a lot this year. But he made McDavid, he called him, come here, come come see Daddy. right? Because Justin <laughs> Hall stopped Connor all the time last year, right? He did. Yeah. Um, but who was the guy in Toronto when they started off with the young guns, when they were just starting after that nice 2016 run against Washington, they go in 2017, who with the young guns was the guy that was stopping Connor McDavid
1: yeah. yeah,
0: fucking Kadri. And how many um, times did he stop him? All the fucking time. If Betnar remembers, right. And he's a great fucking coach. I'm sure he will. Who's going to be matched up against McDavid Nazem Kadri. And what does Nazam Kadri do gets under your skin and he loves playing in that moment. And now all of a sudden he's a guy who's a star studded, Top six centerman, who he kind of always was, and I miss him in Toronto more than anything. Fucking worst trade by Dubas. Sorry, I would tell Dubas that to his face. But nonetheless... He knows it. He doesn't
1: need you to tell him.
0: No. Nazem Kadri has not just shown that he can put up numbers and get out people's skin, but I think he can truly contain McDavid not stop him because no one can stop McDavid. Okay, I have a fantasy that I can stop McDavid, but truthfully, you cannot stop McDavid. The guy is the fastest guy ever with a puck and skating. The guy's big. He's strong. The refs love him too, He's but he does get penalized a good chunk, believe it or not, which kind of surprises me, but he's still a guy that will get away with some of that stuff, in my opinion. Nazem Kadri won't. So Nazem's got to watch the way he's physically against McDavid, I think, because Kadri has a fucking target on his back. Look at his track history. So... But who can stop him? Part it is Nazem fucking Kadri, man. For real,
1: that's that's bold. I don't think anybody can stop him this playoffs. Um, I no, nah, there, there's nobody that's gonna stop him.
0: I, I can't believe you think that somebody can stop him. Just have you, like how many games have you watched of
1: McDavid playing?
0: I've watched. To be honest, I kept track of each game, but ones that I actually watched because everyone knows how upset I am. Turn believe. it on. Tur- um, turn on the
1: game. Turn on the game and three you tell games me you-
0: I watched. I watched the last Edmonton game when. Calgary probably should have won that last game. Oh, I don't even know. And then then who scored the overtime winner? I forgot. Who was that again? (laughs) David (laughs) McKay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. In your dreams, buddy. In your dreams. I just feel that. There's no one that's going to stop him. It's going to be the depth that stops Edmonton as a whole, but there won't be anyone that stops him. So What I'm very excited for is the face-off between McKinnon and McDavid, and I'm sure that's what Bettman's most excited for as well.
0: So does Mike Smith... Is Mike Smith the reason Colorado wins this series more than anything? Uh, no,
1: it's just going to be the fact that Colorado is just a better-built team. And that's it.
0: That, that, that's just it. They're just deeper. There's more talent throughout the lineup. So I predicted on the 1400 edition, Colorado wins in six, believe mm-hmm. it or not. I went six. What do you say?
1: I'm going to say Colorado in seven.
0: Oh, going seven. Or their fans yeah. would be robbed. You know what? This reminds me of this run of the mm. 06 Edmonton Oilers. Just a little bit, a little bit. Of I don't think the they want to
1: hear that either.
0: <laughs> I have a feeling Dean's going to send me some messages. Cause I know when he reacted to the Calgary series, I am mean, he's going to say, just watch Dave. Yeah. La, la. You know, you know how Dean gets. The guy's
1: right. got 23 points in how many games?
0: <laughs> uh, where would he <laughs> be with Yeah. It's like he's on but, the show. So we got Colorado, we picked Colorado both winning and Tampa Bay both winning, pretty obvious picks. We have par and myself picking Tampa in 5, myself Colorado in 6, par picks Colorado in 7. It's going to be some exciting hockey. They can get puck drops in 45 minutes from this time of recording. Some people is going to hear this podcast maybe right after the game or after nonetheless. Still relevant content to get into because there's a long series ahead. Could be four or seven games. So all of our content is relevant for that. So, part any thoughts, final thoughts with the third round? Anything you want to bring up with the second round? Because the only thing really I want to bring up the second round, we kind of already did. We said how, you know, the Rangers won against backup goaltenders, how Tampa walked all over Florida. How Edmonton squeaked, I I, I guess they didn't squeak anything out. They beat Calgary in five. So I guess I shouldn't be even talking. Uh, So the Edmonton Oilers get out of that. Uh, You know, Toronto wasn't there in the second round. So I think we did touch the second round a little bit. But do you have any final thoughts when I add about the third round or even the round that just completed?
1: Uh, Calgary fans, if you're crying about Blake Coleman, it doesn't matter. You guys were getting spanked that whole series and that one goal wasn't going to change anything. So quit your crying.
0: Yeah, I know. I know people say how oh, that would have changed. I, I'm on the oh, fence as a, as a rule that mm, mm, that's not a goal. Uh, but there wasn't distinct kick emotion, though. I, I'm on the fence. It's but and let me clearly define to overturn a goal. It has to be sufficient. You have to have reasonable cause. Let me give it simple terms. Reasonable cause to turn it over. I don't know if there was. I, I really I was myself my are watching that i was staring at it and i i'm usually one with an opinion i had no opinion i i really what are the calls that you envy not being a ref yeah no no there was no right no i but i on it ultimately if i was thinking i do think calgary should have got that goal given i don't think a distinct kicked motion, but that's like a point zero 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 one percent. Me leaning towards yes, than no, though. That's that's mm-hmm. that's all. But that's the key point that would have def- maybe defined or changed the entire series. Or maybe it wouldn't have, like Par said. And I agree with Par. I don't think it would have. Edmonton was making Kagari their bitches that series. I'm sorry. if yep. Somebody named Connor McDavid was showing who the true daddy was in that fucking series. If you want to go that term. OK. And we got to
1: we got to give Leon Dreisaitl some props to oh, I mean,
0: forget about Leon Dreisaitl. Wow. <laughs> The guy's got the exact same stat line as McDavid. Yeah, he same does. amount of
1: goals, same amount of assists,
0: same games. <laughs> just sitting here, and fucking Leon's just like, okay, cool. Like I'll just yeah, go literally him. had the primary assist on the OT winner.
1: Yeah, and Hyman must be loving his life, eh? Well, at least we know one of the guys that we like is going to be in the finals, either Hyman or Kadri. So yeah, that's
0: cool. Yeah, it's it's good to yeah. see from former Leafs, you know, doing. Yeah, good. you know, I do need some reasons to drink, so you know. <laughs> now. Um, we got about 10 minutes left your part. I think we're already a little bit extended time, but that's totally fine. Uh, we'll, we'll have another 10 minutes here to get to some of the final points we want to get to. And, you know, I want to go into the next topic of Sioux free agents. So Sioux St. Marie, Ontario, Canada, free agents. Okay. There's a lot of lists of professional hockey players that have played in the NHL from the, from the Sioux. Okay. I haven't, can you guess the number from the Sioux? I know you don't know this. But do you have a number of how many? I was looking
1: at this not that long ago. I don't know, like uh, Sault Ste. Marie born players that have played a game in the NHL. Yeah. 35.
0: Close. 43. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And there's five of them that don't have points. One of them is actively Blake Spears. I just want to, mm-hmm. out there. Um, but Ron Francis has 1,798 points. Phil, As- that good? You no, know, right. For like that, Phil, Ronnie Francis, the guy's an absolute legend. Colin Miller is the 12th active Can- Sault Ste. Marie Ontario born with the most points with 136, 12th. Huh. And after he gets another three, 300... 12th active, there's no way there's 12. Sorry, no, 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 uh, no, sorry. 12th. Out of the active. Thank you for correcting me. Wait, of, no. twelve the total all active. Time. All-time active. Out of the all-time total active. That being people that are retired, currently playing, off playing. A, that is a funky active. way to word that, but I'm with you. I'm on you, the same you, page. I now. think the listeners there, and you kind of cleared it up. Thank you. 136th all-time. 12th all-time. Time. 12th all-time and Perfect. And one of the few active remaining. There we go. Yes. Nailed go. it. So, second place is Phil. No one's catching that. Jerry Korab. Okay. 455 points. So Colin Miller's a good chunk of change buying that. But realistically, another couple points is up to 11 and 10, close to 10. So I think he can probably crack the top 10. But will he pass Tyler Kennedy? Tyler Kennedy has 215 points, and Colin Miller is 136. Mm. Wouldn't that be some Tyler Kennedy, friend of the show, as well? I just want to throw a little jab. Tyler, I think Colin's going to pass you. And Mike Amadio, who is active as, as well or as is active right now, uh, has is 19th on the list with 58 points currently on Vegas. And Marty Turco actually has 22 assists. He has more points than uh, almost 20 plus people as a goalie. That's sorry. crazy. Uh, that's wild. Uh, but, anyways, proceeding forward. Uh, right now, Sault Ste. Marie free agents. And that's what I want to talk about. Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario, the game sports show and T are located in Sioux, Ontario. So we're going to talk about two people, most notably Colin Miller and Paul Maurice. So Colin Miller, first Colin Miller's $3.875 million cap. had expired this year. Uh, he is now going to be a free agent come July 13th. Okay. As a friend of Miller's I've seen him out. I've talked to him. I will tell people right now. I have not brought up to him once. Believe it or not, I have not brought up to him in the f- four times I've seen him and a couple conversations with them. I have not brought up once and asked him where he is going. I don't want to know. I don't want him to tell me. First off, I want him to like the game sports show because he come. He's actually our most most. He's came on the show the most of uh, out of any guests, He's had five episodes on this show. Okay, and he loves this show. So, Colin, hi. But secondly, I don't want to know anything about what he's going to do, but Alex, I'm going to ask you right shot defenseman. He's a guy who is available in free agency this year. He didn't have the best year a little bit of an injury whittled year more so than other years. He's actually the guy who scored the first ever playoff goal in Vegas history. Fun fact there too. That's, had- that's a cool fact. That's a cool thing to be able to say. Yeah, very cool fact. And you only get that here on the Game Sports Show. 14 points, 38 games, a minus two on Buffalo. Not bad, if you really think about it. He played with Rasmus Doline, was his partner for the most part. Where does Colin Miller go this offseason? If you even have a thought of where you think he should go. And if so, how <laughs> much does he make? I got a I got a one in
1: thirty-two chance at nailing this. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Who's losing a defenseman? Who's losing a big-name defenseman? You know what? I'm going to say Nashville because I'm going to say Yossi leaves. I'm pretty sure he's a free agent, is he not? We can double-check that. But while you talk, why do you think Nashville? Um, because they're going to lose a defenseman, so they're going to need somebody else. And I don't think anybody would hate playing in a warm place like Nashville.
0: Who'd hate it? Not me. Fun fact, Colin Miller does like music. Fun fact, but actually... <laughs> is, you can I, say that about anybody. <laughs> he has actually signed Roman Yossi till 2028. Oh, who am I thinking of then? It's a big... Okay, Dallas then. John Klingberg. He's definitely- Oh, there you go. There you go. Yeah, yeah.
1: Okay, I know what you're saying. Dallas. You're saying Colin Miller goes to Dallas. Yep. Warm place. Uh, also, another fun fact about Colin Miller. When he wakes up in the morning, he stretches and gets out of bed. So... Just along with the other fact that he likes music
0: and he likes golf, and uh, and, and oh. not because of the because of the playoffs are not making <laughs> <laughs> why he just warm. ripping shots at him? You're uh, taking shots at him. He fucking loves the golf. Dallas is the place to go. It's warm all around there. So uh, Dallas is a very wow bar, very good choice. I don't mind the Nashville decision too. Now people are gonna say, Dave, where do you think he's gonna go? He's not going to Toronto. I'm gonna flat out say that right now. Former Hound, yes. From the Sioux, yes. It sounds like true love. I get it. And yes, I would love Colin on Toronto. And believe it or not, Colin grew up a Maple Leaf fan. Yes, I can confirm that. But will he go to Toronto? No. Will he resign in Buffalo? No. I'm going to go bold a little bit. I, I don't know why I'm doing this. I don't know why because truthfully, it doesn't make sense for if he wants to win now, but I'm going to say he's going to go to the Detroit Red Wings. Uh, hmm. Let me give you a couple of reasons why. One, a good friend of his and former coach, Dominic DeLuca, who was on our special edition upload with me when we did the interview with him, is a Red Wings fan. I just For some reason, I feel like Dom might throw some bugs in his ear. Two, they're losing to Kaiser. They're losing a couple guys on D this year. They're going to have to fill some contracts and spend some money. Colin's going to want to make some money. Even if it's shorter term, he doesn't, in my opinion, he may not have as, as long as a shelf life in the NHL as some NHL is like some that hit 40, 41. I think Miller's a 35, 36-year-old and kind of uh proceeds forward. Maybe I'm wrong though. Okay. I'm just the way that he plays. Um, it's just the type of player that he is, it just makes sense. Detroit, I think, will sign him to like a three or four-year deal. Give him as that right shot defenseman who can quarterback and work with Moritz Sider. He can work with Edvinson when he comes up, kind of as that veteran presence a little bit. He's been to the cup finals. Detroit's also close to home. And I know Miller just built a nice house. (laughs) this down the road through Echo Bay. Maybe there'd be a chance where he'd like to be closer to home and who wouldn't say yes to Steve Eisenman if they called. I know the team isn't the greatest right now, but they are up and coming. And let me tell you, the wings are going to be in the next three years. The wings are going to be back. And I dislike that because they're my one of my least favorite teams because they always won when I was a child. Okay. And now with Eisenman at the helm, they're going to keep winning. Okay. They're going to, they're going to come back and they're going to keep winning when they do start winning again. I'm saying the Detroit Red Wings three or four year deal, $3.5 million. He gets another good pay. And he's going to help quarterback a power play where he's a top four. He's going to get a lot of minutes. And if he wants a chance to win, he's a year younger than I am, Colin Miller. Okay. So he's 29 turning 30 on that last year when he's 32, 33. That's when Detroit can take an asset because that's when they're going to start winning. Maybe and they'll keep them. But if not, if they're still at that phase where they're on the cusp, that's where they could move them for maybe another second round pick and get an asset where you can have the chance to win at that time. I am saying the Detroit Red Wings. How's I like it. it. I like it. Paul Maurice, head coach, Paul Maurice stepped down, friend of the show as well. He's been on the show. We plan to have him on again. Very big spoiler, but we plan to have Paul Maurice on. When we do, it probably won't be till he signs another contract. So what does that mean? Well, I think he's going to pick a team this summer. I don't ask how I know that. I'm just uh, going with a gut feeling, let's just say. Par, mm-hmm. do you have a team that you think Paul Maurice would go to? Cause I do as I actually do. And I think I'm going down similar tracks. I'm going to go. I'm going to go
1: Philadelphia because they need anyone and any, anything
0: that they can get. It's not going to be Barry Trotz to Philadelphia. I'll tell you right now. But I will tell you where Paul Maurice is going to go. Okay. I'm going the fucking Detroit Red Wing fans are going to love me. The Detroit Red Wings. Really. The draft Blaschel is a Sioux native in Sioux, Michigan. Paul Maurice enjoys his time up here in the Sioux when he comes up privately and he had a good time in Winnipeg. I think he's gonna to wanna to be closer to home again as well. He's still a younger coach who's been around the game and he's a very put, well put together coach on a team that with he can work well with young hockey players and he's a he's an educator of the game. And that's what Steve Eiserman likes. He was the same way as a player. Just like how I think Sean Monahan, uh, Sean Monahan, wow, can talk, Sean Monahan, rather, as the hockey writers have wrote, that they think the Wings are going to trade for Monahan this year. I do think that's a very interesting uh, fact, because I think he'd fit well on the Detroit Red Wings. But nonetheless, you got some things to worry about with Larkin and stuff, but I really think Paul Maurice will be a Red Wing coach. I just think the suit ties are going to help a little bit there, and just the way how he's an educator of the game. So Red Wing fans are gonna love me, I think, here a little bit because I'm all about the Red Wings on this Sioux free agents edition. And hey, Paul Maurice goes there. I think that domino effect of Paul Mil- or of Paul Maurice going there, Colin Miller makes sense as well. Hmm. Okay, I like the logic in it. It's good. I love yours though about Dallas and Miller and how I think he's going to want to golf more, but I can't really... now you said that not me <laughs> just throwing the, the jokes around. You know what? When I see him this weekend, the Michael don't golf tournament and say, so when uh, is Dallas or the wings calling? <laughs> no, I won't. <laughs> I won't. I won't. I will not. Do I'm that. sure. I'm sure there's going to be 32 teams calling. I will guarantee and guarantee. But I, I think, Colin should focus. I know winning's important, but I think he should, uh, here I am being a, maybe a little bit of a parent here for a second, but I think he should worry about the future and cash out. Uh, I really think if there's a team that's going to pay him the same they he's going to make now jump on the highest value, shorter yep. term, higher value might be the best thing for him. Guaranteed money um, in the long run for him. I think that's probably the best. 387 games, 136 points. Uh, He is a guy who has over 200 pounding minutes. He's a minus 35 career rating, which obviously is the greatest, but he has played on Buffalo the last few years. And he has playoff games, Stanley cup, final experience. And he has the first ever playoff goal in Vegas history. A little bit of good accolades in there. He's been a late bloomer and he's a high competitor. So there's the love we'll give Colin Miller. Uh, Basically Colin can send me a check at any time. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Now, Alex, we have – it's 7.30 Eastern time right now at this time of this recording. Again, some people are going to hear this uh, potentially – on time or after. So I only want to get to a couple points uh, because we are a little bit extended. We're going into the offseason now a little bit. Uh, for local for local sports, the Sioux uh, Saint Marie Thunderbirds, have, uh, the Sioux Thunderbirds are best what you call them. Um, as being alumnus there, they're a very proud organization. They did lose the Centennial Cup this year. Not the greatest showing, but it was great that they did get there and represent the NOJHL. Uh, the Greyhounds as well. We'll get into more Sioux Thunderbirds and Greyhounds offseason news later on the summer as the season comes close. But what I want to get into is, yes, I do want to talk about Toronto a little bit. Uh, And the NHL free agency market is actually pretty, not I don't want to say deep, okay, but there are a good number of players that are available. So let me name a couple of them. Malkin, Subban, Giroux, Kessel, Latang, Flurry, Bergeron, uh, Ryan Kessler, fun fact, he's not going anywhere, Johnny Goudreau, uh, you also have Philip Forsberg, uh, you have uh, Max Domi, you also have Riley Smith, Vincent Trocek, Kadri's a free agent this year, Darcy Kemper, there's a there's a decent number of players are. David Perron is, maybe David Perron and Kadri will end up on the same team, uh, jokes aside, Colin Miller is as well, Andrew Kopp, The list goes on. There's a good number of free agents that are available, but the thing is the salary cap's not going up. There's not a lot of money that teams can spend unless you're Arizona, maybe Detroit, maybe Nashville to a certain degree. There's teams that I just mentioned um, that may be active, like Toronto, a little bit, but they can't because they don't have the money to do so. So. I want to talk though about Toronto on the point that Jack Campbell and Jason Spencer, Jason Spencer has retired. He has joined Toronto on the Friday on the front, the front office, Jack Campbell, I'm going to say this flat out and then give you the table will not return in Toronto this year. He will be a free agent and he will sign with the devils. Wow. Okay. Going to flat out say it. The Devils will pay him. Mackenzie Blackwood, they can use that. Tatum in, in New Jersey, they're on the progression side. Jack Campbell is not worth $5 million. Great goalie, love him. Fan favorite, great numbers, but I think Toronto could do better in terms of maybe looking if it's Kemper, who it's free agency, or please do the unthinkable Dubas. I, I've wanted John Gibson. Like Ellie Friedman said, it's like a high school relationship. Okay. They've been on and off for four years. It is time to bring in John Gibson to this team. You have Jiro Daniel that I want to kiss. I want to give him a big, I love him so much. $800,000 that guy signed for. Okay. And a stayed on the team. John Gibson's the guy, Jack Campbell's out. I'm giving you the table on a little bit. of Those two uh, pieces of Toronto news.
1: Campbell apparently wants $5 million over three years, or $5 million per over three years. Um, yeah, Leafs can't afford that. I don't know how they would afford Gibson. I don't know what they're going to do for literally anything to make their team better. Um, but if P.K. Subban wanted to sign a league minimum deal, I'd like to see him.
0: Yeah, I agree. I uh, I don't disagree. Thirty three years old, twenty two points, energy guy. You know, Giordano's a little bit older. Muzzin. I I'm very curious if the Toronto Maple Leafs are going to trade Jake Muzzin, and we are going to have top shelf additions, obviously, until the playoffs are done. But we're going to have more of an off season kind of show as well. We're going to get into more of the predictions about where we're gonna where teams are going to go. But I like that point about Subban. 33 years old, he's a Toronto native. He would love to probably down the blue and white. And I think it would make sense uh, for him to be in Toronto and rotate in there as a 6'7 defenseman on, on a, a smaller type contract. Um, that would make a complete sense. People said, oh, why doesn't Toronto go after Claude Giroux? Okay, well, why doesn't Toronto go after Malcolm Giroux and Bergeron at the same time? Because they have, <laughs> you know, that's not going to happen. If Bergeron plays hockey this next year, He's going back to Boston. I don't. He's not going to Montreal. He's going back to Boston. Okay. Heck, if Phil Kessel goes back, to, if comes back this year as a 35 year old, he's going back to Boston. I, I don't care. That's my prediction. I'll have more predictions as the season goes on, but I love your Subban take. I for my biggest want this offseason, if I am the Toronto Maple Leafs, is now I think a couple things. You got to move or buy out Mrazek. You got to look at, oh, Marazic's so bad. Anyway, uh, you got to move Justin Hall. You got to move Alex Kerfoot. Like him, contract's too high. What do you bring in now, though? Now you've freed up cap space. Max Domi. There's a guy who got 39 points this year. He's going to take a smaller contract. I think he's a $3 million per guy on a three-year contract. I think he'd be a great fit. I have excitement for Max Domi. Big fan of him. Bring in Max Domi. P.K. Subban, League min Deal, love that par. You make me excited by saying that. Trade for John Gibson would be one. Another very interesting take for a player that I think would be a great fit, there's been another love-hate here in terms of a relationship, is Josh Manson. But only bring in Josh Manson if Muzzin retires. Yes, I say retires because I know there's been mumblings about it because of his concussion. If he doesn't retire, then you can't go down that route. And what else can you look at? Pretty simple. You don't have to look too far because I like Nino Niederreiter. Max Domi, hmm. Nino Niederreiter, John Gibson, and PK Subban Par. I can't believe you said that because I was on the same wavelength. Those are my four wishes this year. If you're a Toronto fan, a lot with, of wishes. With Kerfoot going, Mirazik going, and... And Mraza can go sign in the Czechoslovakia League and tears fucking D because the guy's dust. I'm sorry, I'm saying it right now. And Justin Hall can go for a seventh round pick and heck, the seventh round pick can be a conditional pick for all I care. <laughs> okay. That, that, those are my <laughs> wishes this year. And I love all Dubas said. We're not going to make moves. The say, of make you moves. <laughs> Listen, Dubas, <laughs> you got to do something, bro, <laughs> because we haven't gone past the first round. And since 04, when I was 13, I am now 30 years old. Okay. That's enough said right there. Now I'm going to name three guys, though, part, I'm only going to give you this. I'm not going to have my predictions. I'm going to name three players. And put you on the spot, and you're going to predict where they go. I promise, I won't make a challenging on you, Mark Andre Fleury. Ooh, hmm. Who needs
1: a goalie? <laughs> the Leafs need a fucking goalie. <laughs> I mean, uh, I'm not going to make a challenging. He says, "Ah, oh, God, I have no idea." Um. Hmm. Dude, I have no idea, man. Uh. Who's bad and needs a goalie? <laughs> Edmund. You said New Jersey. You said you think Campbell's gonna go there. I'm gonna go New Jersey. Okay, that's good. Johnny Goudreau. Flyers, obviously. No <laughs> doubt about it. Are you Paul
0: Bizzanet, holy grace. Well, he was literally skating with the team. That's false, but I like that. Was it? I saw it in New Jersey. That's false. That was a that was Photoshop. Don't fall for everything you see on the internet, Bar. Okay, okay. Well, I saw but it a bunch like, of times, so I figured like, oh, that's probably true. Whatever. I'm yeah, like, no. like, Can you do huge that? Huge flyer yeah. fan. Huge flyer fan. Um, Philip Forsberg part. I'm gonna ask you. Everyone's linked him to resigning or going to Toronto. Why is everyone going to fucking Toronto? Where's because this money the, coming from? <laughs>
1: they have the biggest fan base so people who can get ignorant and oh, say these things. I
0: don't think that way. <laughs> Philip Forsberg. Uh, Minnesota mm, love that. I was hoping you're going to go that route. Yeah, uh, winger. I like that. Now I'm going to say that I was actually looking at this list. There's a lot. Of, There's a lot of talent, a lot of free agents and a lot of talent going everywhere. Tyler Mott is really low on the list. Good fourth line guy for your team. Evander Kane. What? That guy's resigning in Edmonton. I don't know how, how he's on that list. Uh, lots of movement can happen this year, but people that think Malkin and Latang are, are going somewhere? No way. But if Pittsburgh really lowballed them five million a year, is Brian Burke an idiot? Oh, wait. Oh, wait. No comment. Rhetorical. It's rhetorical. Rhetorical question. Rhetorical question. Now, by the way, Dustin Brown retired. I don't know how he's on this list. So he this is inaccurate. Uh, but 2022 20, free agents. Okay, we're going to have more of a reaction after the playoffs are done, some predictions for the offseason, and as the offseason goes on. Francis July 13th, Spencer retired. Oh par. I'm going to miss yeah. a big fan. Did
1: you did you listen to his his interview?
0: Yeah, the guy Yeah, if you,
1: yeah, if you want to get sadder than when you watch Marley and Me, yeah, go go listen.
0: That guy man is is Lee legend. I don't know how many years he was there. He stayed league men. He bled that team. And now he's staying in Toronto. Love it. Giordano. please come to the Sioux or when I come to Toronto, please let me kiss you. Okay. I'm going to give you a big, <laughs> big kiss. He's got a lot of
1: real estate on his head for that. So. Oh, oh
0: yeah, he does. You, you would know. Um, yeah. You can't miss. <laughs> can't miss, Love that. Uh, now par it's been fun. We've talked top shelf here. We haven't even done an ad placement on the show. Listen, sponsors, I am so sorry. Okay. We all, you know, and all you need to do is just check out the game sports. So the introduction has a, a good little beat in there, but it doesn't really talk. With the sponsor as much with the top shelf edition, as much as other shows, just check out the sponsors tab on the show.com. A lot of lists of sponsors on there that you can uh, be a part of um, in terms of getting yourself involved with. If it's beer, if it's sports attire, if it's beer and pizza combined and on a location at a bar, all that things you need to check out the sponsors tab of the game sports show. This has been the top shelf edition season two episode 12. We would probably have another three episodes or so uh, before we kind of conclude season two. So, 13 to 14, 15 will be the range of season two, like we do each year before season three will commence. And for season three, I'm going to remind listeners that season three will take place after the Labor Day weekend, a couple weeks after. Okay. Because it's Hawk season start to later on mid September is when season three starts, but we still have season two to complete a couple episodes to go. And speaking of that stranger things part, have you watched? No, nothing. Oh, Par.
1: Oh, you have I, even- I only watch the Star Wars shows and I haven't even seen Obi-Wan yet. You so. haven't
0: seen Obi-Wan? Don't say it, Don't tell me! Don't May tell the me. Force be with you? <laughs> oh, I heard it's good, man. I heard it's good. Seeing him made me excited. It made me forget about Toronto for five minutes. Wow. Okay, I lied 45 minutes because the episode was long. Uh, but it, it, it was a great episode overall. I want to talk about shows because if you whatever you're doing in your time, if you're not outside enjoying the weather, hopefully you're enjoying some of the great shows that are on TV and some playoff hockey that is puck drop momentarily in Edmonton and Colorado as we speak. But by the time you hear this, it's probably going to be after that. So we'll have more of the result. But we don't have that for you because we can't tell a crystal ball. If I did, if I had a crystal ball, I probably wouldn't be a fucking Leaf fan. Uh, but besides. <laughs> Uh, Uh, besides that point par it's been fun you and I always have some good fight we talked about bull's penis we talked about fucking ball heads. We talked about round three, round two, free agents where people are going. Sue love for Miller and Maurice Miller might hit a golf ball in my head this weekend for some of the comments on the show. If he truly does listen, if not, I'm sure you'll hear something from someone uh, on there about what I predict he's going to go or, but nonetheless, we had some fun stuff that we talked about tonight and I appreciate you uh, taking the time to come t- chat with me, yeah. even we'll, though it's we'll over it again We'll do
1: it. Again. It always goes over time. It always starts late and go over, but I wouldn't want to do it with anybody else. Oh,
0: wow. Wow. Okay. I'll, oh, oh, I'll, 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 Maybe I'll I can think of a couple people. Maybe I can think of a couple people. I'll get the pizzle. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> congratulations <laughs> to Justin Heichel. Uh, the game sports show analyst mentioned this on the live radio show and on our Instagram page, who is expecting um, with his better half. I call this better half his wife today you know, but, mm-hmm. but anyway, uh, common law, it doesn't matter. Uh, there's better half Tiana, uh, congratulations to you both on, uh, expecting a child, a little Austin Matthews on the way. Now oh, that sucker is going to be for pain for the rest of his life. Uh, the, Lots of great things happening. Michael Dones uh, charity golf tournament this weekend was Michael Doan uh, bursary fund. A uh, teammate of mine for a number of years who tragically passed over a handful, uh, near a handful of years ago. Uh, very, very tragic. Please uh, come out to Crimson Ridge and... Just be a part of the fun if, you, if you're not if you're not participating in the tournament um, if because you, you're not going to have a chance to beat my stack team. The T-Gem Root River Pandas, if you will, uh, are going to be going up and down the golf course. Me more in a golf cart holding a pint and everyone else uh, just hitting bombs there and me hitting that one bomb, one hole to make the difference. That's what's going to happen. But come on down to Crimson Reds and check out uh, the tournament and just be part of the fun. There's a hole in one course or hole in one hole. Sorry. If you get a hole in one, you win a car. Fun fact. And believe it or not, I was seven inches away two years ago from that hole in one par seven inches. Wow, that is that is really long away.
1: Seven inches. <laughs> seven that's inches. So long. Dude. I was, is it
0: big? I didn't that's, that that's like overwhelmingly. That that's is, not that what is. she said. Oh, that must be small. <laughs> oh, God, we have fun. I love it. Top shelf. Uh top shelf, the game sports show powered by the game entertainment and media hit like follow, subscribe on all the platforms comment below if you like it or if you didn't like it i don't really care comment below Parf, thanks again <laughs>
1: Congratulations no worries, buddy. the
0: high yeah. and into his better half and to all the listeners again i'm here to remind you keep your six keep your six on the ice bring your bats catch your touchdowns drain your threes and shoot your shots booyah